Hello, welcome to Influence Weekly number 85. This is the audio version. If you're looking for the actual newsletter and want to read it at your own pace, there is in the email sent here, there is a link to uh, Influence Weekly number 85. Um, go ahead and, and check it out if you'd prefer this in a written format. Um, the format of, of today's audio newsletter is going to be um, the big thing we have is VidCon. So that'll be at the end. But just to begin, we're going to go through some news, um, go through a couple interesting reads, um, give you all of the takeaways you you want um, that you need, and then get to the VidCon roundup because not it wasn't just a few roundups. This year's VidCon had, um, I at least got uh, eight wrap-ups read and included in the newsletter, but then a couple of other people sent in their roundups afterwards. So we got a couple extra exclusives just to this audio version that the people on Friday didn't even get. So hopefully um, you get something from these. Um, I mean, I'll just spoil alert. The big takeaways from VidCon were, were China and TikTok. China's uh, obviously, TikTok is uh, their parent company is ByteDance, and uh, that's a Chinese company. But China is all over the map, um, even having a a, um, a shadow conference at <laughs> VidCon. Um, but we'll get to some more interesting takeaways later. Um, the big headlines, or rather the headlines of the week, um, are thus. Um, there is some, some interesting uh influencer marketing statistics that prove why it works from trust insights. They go into some sort of emotional um, statistics there. Um, there's a really interesting ad that has become a meme. David Dobrik apparently read a SeatGeek ad um, well uh, after he was at the dentist. And now fans of his are doing the exact same reading um, while they're uh, getting over being at the dentist. So that's interesting that uh, in this day and age, an ad can take on a life of its own through this creator, through this influencer, David Dobrik. Um, from the influencer DB study that, that headlined this uh, article, this newsletter, um, Malaysian influencers are seeing lower engagement compared to Indonesia and Thailand, and an engagement being, you know, percentages here. Um, there could be a, a wide variety of reasons for this, but it's very interesting that someone has taken the time to um, segment between these countries and, and see that there is some some baseline differences. Meaning, if you are a Malaysian creator, you are going to have a different base or a different benchmark than other creators in other countries. So it's really interesting to see. Um, Evoca Bank, an, Ar an Armenian commercial bank, is giving away a free, no annual fee Visa Infinite card to influencers. And it's saying those with over 20,000 followers on any platform can apply and get this uh, no annual fee um, credit card. Really interesting. Um, I hope to see more of this kind of stuff in the future from financial services. I, I know financial services definitely need some brand ambassadors. Um, and I personally, without being paid, was doing um, really interesting content around the Chase credit card a few couple, uh, three years ago, um, just because it was an interesting offer, um, and I thought others would be would be uh, benefited from knowing about it. So I was doing some Twitter campaigns. I spent uh, 15 hours in an airport with the uh, Chase credit card's uh, benefit of of Priority Pass. Um, so yeah, I, I hope to see more brand ambassadors for financial services. Um, Grace Helbig helmed a Glad ad this week, um, and she 
she sort of took over the reins from Hannah Hart last year, who, who did a glad ad um, where she created a burrito upside down. This year, Grace Hilbig tried to make a Pokeball in a kitchen being towed by a truck. A uh, very interesting, funny commercial um, posted on her uh, account. And then um, obviously now huge PR press around that. Um, big news is uh, in sort of the ecosystem of conferences, Right around VidCon, Mr. Beast becomes a part owner of Vid Summit. He uh, bought a piece of it. No, no details whatsoever from this, except that he's now a part owner. He went, to, he attended it, and now is a part owner of it. Really cool. Um, this this article, uh, there's an article with Anissa Sajak of House Seven Design, where she shares some. Uh, tips on finding success on Instagram. And I thought this was the best takeaway from it was partnering with other companies to create sponsored content has been a huge help in growing her company's business, particularly effective collaborations are those where the companies quote, let you take control of the content and trust you to be you. Um, Really great tips and insights for um, not just brands and marketers, but also creators who are trying to do brand deals to know like, hey, you can really uh, do your best work with these kinds of companies and allow you to take control of the content. Um, A really funny and interesting sort of insightful uh, article was one of the great reads this week about cheese board. Cheese board inspiration is is, it's a new food trend, um, sort of artisanal presentations of cheese boards. Um, Really funny slash interesting um, article where I thought the few key words that I saw that I found exciting about this article were the words tangible and community, meaning that people who are doing this kind of thing is it's it's a tangible physical craft. Um, It's something you can do. Uh, A a normal person can do, but that an influencer can sort of do and show much better. Um, And and it's creating community. It's creating community with just within your friends group and within a larger group of other creators and or other creators audiences as you collaborate. Um, It does seem like an oxymoron, but New York millennials in particular are definitely looking to put down the phone and yet stay connected digitally in some way. Um, and I think we'll see more art, pottery, and crafts influencers coming up as um, as, as those niches start getting more widespread uh, um, widespread impressions and reach. Um, the be- other uh, the other big uh, article this week um, before we get to the VidCon roundup was how YouTubers are using Instagram IGTV as a test bed. And IGTV's emergence as a low-pressure alternative to YouTube for creators has its pluses and minuses. And the two things that I got from this article were this. On one hand, creators are producing original videos for IGTV that could help attract more viewers to IGTV by wooing create the creators YouTube audiences to IGTV. But on the other hand, if creators are largely posting videos to IGTV that don't meet the standards of their YouTube videos, then that could cement IGTV as secondhand YouTube. Um, I've seen this before and, and, and actually funny enough, this, this, this is going to sound good and bad, but you know, TikTok for a while was considered sort of a second place for YouTubers. And now the biggest TikTok stars are moving on to YouTube. Um, also, we saw this before with Vine. A lot of YouTubers were like, I'm going to go do this thing on Vine, where now Vine stars are on YouTube. So uh, I think as a whole ecosystem, new platforms and new formats are, are very good 
and bring up uh, new creators that you wouldn't normally find on YouTube through its uh, discovery platform. So um, this is yet to be uh, seen if IGTV can A, be sustainable, monetizable, and also a good place to find good content, good videos. Are, are, are people on IGTV creating well-crafted uh, videos and are they doing that? And are the audiences coming? Will yet to be seen. Um, now onto the VidCon roundup. Uh, this is a pretty um, epic roundup of VidCon, even though there are a variety of um, viewpoints reiterated through all these roundups. I tried to I tried to get one uh, quote from each of these articles that I thought was um, sort of the best encompassing or, or the best specific thing from their article. So BuzzFeeds said, uh, for the uninitiated, it's useful to think of VidCon as several different conferences happening simultaneously. For the thousands of mostly prebubescent fans, it's something akin to Comic-Con. For creators, it feels like a film festival, a place to network. And for industry leaders and entrepreneurs, it's a tech summit. CNN says VidCon may be the may give the clearest picture of how social media has changed the way young people consume video content and the rise of internet stars who rival traditional celebrities in terms of popularity. Uh, a little editorial note is it, it's um, being said that 75,000 people attended this year's VidCon, which I believe is the most ever. Um, I think it just gets larger and larger every year. Um, Brendan Gahan says uh, there are over half a dozen major players in the social video space, each vying for the attention of creators. LinkedIn now has video. There's you now and Twitch pushing to dominate live streaming, Snap, Instagram, and TikTok battling each other over short form content. And IGTV and Facebook Watch are making real attempts, just attempts, editorial there, at chipping away at YouTube scale. Even Pinterest has a video offering it was touting to advertisers. Um, again, a big theme throughout this, and we'll you'll see more of this through these wrap-ups, is diversification, diversification, diversification. Uh, Phil Rantis says the brands are looking at their influencer strategy more holistically. Gone are the days of Fortune 500 companies doing a big media spend with just a few custom influencer programs mixed in. In the next few years, you'll see more starting their own original production houses, funding tours, and co-creating IP with creators. Editorial here is I would not disagree ever with Phil Ranta. No one should. Um, he's seen enough and, and sees the future widely enough. So uh, Amelia Dharmawan, sorry if I pronounced your name incorrectly. If your strategy doesn't include Southeast Asia and China, you're already falling behind. Editorial note is I've seen the, the uh, onslaught of uh, China now for the last five years and Southeast Asia for the past few years is, is really coming on strong as um, purchasing power and, and total number of people. Actually, Southeast Asia, online content and online users is rivaling China and rivaling the world. Um, yet it is a very, including in what I'm about to say is both uh, indicative of China and Southeast Asia is these markets, even though they're considered like one large market, they're, they're made up of a quite a variety of different markets. So um, we'll see as the next couple of years play out. Business Insider says no less than a dozen online creators who spoke to Business Insider this past week had the same piece of advice for aspiring YouTubers, TikTokers, and Instagrammers. Be authentic. Um, editorial note here is, is be authentic is sort of a weird thing to say, continually say, but um, everyone sort of wants to be, you should be unique and, and authentic to your own self and, and not fake because it's not sustainable. Um, and it's also probably, it's probably more unique to be authentic. Um, Airtable, um, the online um, database 
app all also had a wrap up and said the best partnerships will leverage an influencer's creativity and allow creators to make content that resonates with their audience. Not only does this build new potential audiences, but it allows for new forms of expression that a brand might not otherwise explore. Uh, TechCrunch, here's the here's their takeaways. Was five trends stuck out to me as takeaways: the prominence of TikTok, to the strong presence of Chinese tech companies in general, the contemplation of deep fakes. Curiosity around virtual influencers, and finally, the widespread interest in developing consumer product startups around top content creators. Um, now, my own takeaways. Oh, sorry. Um, Taylor Lorenz shared with me her roundup uh, after I had printed my roundup of roundups, and in hers, I've included in the email with this uh, audio version. Uh, hers, uh, I thought this was a poignant. Um, even though the entire article, Taylor Lorenz's entire article is fascinating, it goes into her own um, editorial. But this one part said that um, one segment of adult of the adult population that does does seem to realize the importance of TikTok is brand marketers. At an industry event on Wednesday night, a group of advertisers discussed the ways brands are using the app with enthusiasm, touting the connections they had made within the company. Um, really poignant to show that to showcase that um, even if like. Uh, Percentage-wise, the normal adult is not either doesn't know about TikTok or is unfamiliar with it, and that it's a very Gen Z, very young um, consumer population. Marketers are on it, and they're working towards using it much, much more in the online video space. Um, my my own takeaways um, from reading all of these uh, roundups and takeaways, and and sort of experiencing VidCon through this this. Uh, this space, this distance, uh, because I didn't attend this year. Um, few things were, were repeated beyond belief, but the biggest growth opportunities are still in, in Southeast Asia and Latin America. Uh, I mean, VidCon recently announced summits in Singapore and Mexico uh, within the next year. So look out for those and look out, you know, what happens from those. I still recall um, enthusiasm for VidCon Lon- London and VidCon um, Australia. Yet from those, I really haven't heard much back. I don't know if that's because of the distance between those markets that I have, or if if really like there is no sort of um, outcome of those. I'm really just wondering. Uh, big question mark. Yet um, the second takeaway I had is that China is huge, and they're here to claim. A- to make a claim for global audiences, see um, TikTok and Tencent making huge headways, uh, huge spends too. Um, I think I think I read that TikTok spent a billion dollars on advertising themselves. Um, so we'll see, you know, where those go. Um, there is a small history, a short history of of apps sort of taking storm, you know, taking a lot of press over the course of a year or two and then fizzling out. But TikTok so far has been a up on the, I'm combining musically and TikTok, musically before it, and then TikTok now has been on the up and up for now a couple of years. So I think this is going to be a sustainable trend, at least for the next foreseeable 18 months. Um, and the last takeaway I have is that creators are not just diversifying diversifying the revenue, but also their distribution and content types. Um, I read this a few times that a creator. I think even Phil Ranta actually mentioned this verbatim is something like a creator isn't necessarily just a blogger, vlogger anymore, or just beauty or just um, gamer where 
creators now are, are of a diverse amount of content, diverse amount of distribution paths, and diversifying their revenue streams, all for good. Um, thank you for listening. Um, this has been the wrap-up of VidCon. And that's it for this week uh, in Films Weekly, the takeaway. Hope you got something out of it and hope you enjoy the rest of your um, um, commute. Have a great one. And this week we will have a um, agency's uh, viewpoints of the same uh, newsletter. I wonder what they're going to say. Thank you very much. Have a great one. Bye.